All right, what is going up, on, everybody? everybody? Welcome back. I am Nick Valley from The Mythology. I'm Jonah Doc and I from Jinx. And, and we're this Rev- is Revolution. <laughs> and uh, you guys might be wondering, we have a guest this week, super excited. Uh, he's probably very confused why our intro is so chaotic and we say a different thing. Don't worry, that's part of the show. <laughs> it's not just something we just messed up. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome from the band We the Kings, the incredibly talented Coley O'Toole. Thank you so much for being here. Woo! Super excited. Um, I know we we promised you guys an awesome guest last week on the show, and uh, mm-hmm. I have to say we delivered. You know, Jonah, it's pretty true. Yes, yes, I'm so hyped for this. So cool. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Um, I can't believe we actually get you to like do this for like with us. We do this every week just for our own like dumb enjoyment and our viewers. Yeah. But it's <laughs> I, I, I would joke like you know when I was a young artist, like had I had been in the same situation, like if one of the people I knew who was in the industry doing it wanted to talk on my show, I would have been stoked. So I'm very yeah. happy to do it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We like we got to be honest. Like Jonah, like when when he was like, "Yeah, hit us if you want to be on the show." Like, what was our reaction to that? Yeah. It was so funny because uh, um, for for those of you who don't know, we we know Coley. He's our songwriting coach from uh, the music mastermind program that we've talked about before. And we were do we were in a Zoom call, and when we told Coley that we were doing this podcast, and he offered to come on our podcast and uh, talk with us. We we were we were all fr- we were freaking out and Discord we were like dude he just out he actually just offered that or like we were we were so excited we were like when you on to the side on. like are you kidding me so it was so cool um thank you so much for actually being here it's so cool it just shows like how cool Coley is that he didn't like you didn't just say that you actually showed up you came here you did it uh one of the realest coolest uh rock stars out there super awesome and i'm so excited to be able to have a conversation with you today uh get to like know you a little bit more because you know we've jonah and i've worked with you on like a more professional basis uh so it's gonna be cool like just to like hang out and you know get to know you a little bit more today um so on that like you just said like when you were starting out uh having a platform like this and you know someone in the industry coming along so like what was your journey like starting out? What got you into all of this uh, in a guitar? Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, the drums first. Live, I got into live music via the way of drum corps. My father marched to drum corps. He played a baritone. So I got into music like with big brass bands, our drum line, like, like a wall of sound. That's mm. I was first a wall of sound in your face immediately infatuated and simultaneously with that wall of sound i was introduced to a show aspect you know there's you know there's choreography going on there's another narrative so mm-hmm. all of it at so wonderfully overwhelming so got into the drums that way and you know i, I was so happy to grow up in the 90s like you know that's where my musical mold was really big um, once those bands came along with like mtv you know, the radio played so much rock music then. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it was infectious. And there was, there was only so many places to go to get that feeling, whether it be MTV, you know, the radio, or like the record. You know, those there was only so many outlets. So it made it more magical. Um, and it really weird. Yeah. So yeah, so that you know, the '90s music, alternative music, for sure, got it, got in my blood. Um, played in an alternative rock band in high school. Um, also marched in drumline. Uh, I, I played football. I was an athlete, so I loved. I loved you know athletic oh. football player in my life growing up. Um, but I also loved being a band dude. Yeah. Um, so I, mm-hmm. you know, I had I had both sets of friends. You know, oh yeah, yeah. The good- oh, that's cool. So you're like also, in, in the middle of like, all everything. So yeah, like yeah, I'll wear your uniform and be part of this club, and on the other days I'll wear this uniform and be part of this club. It's like, you know, it's like I liked all these people. So it's like I yeah. joined, you know, whatever was awesome. Um, so yeah, I had a rock band called Malpractice. Ooh, okay. 
But it was the 90s, so we took out the C, replaced it with a backwards K. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, K-T-I-S. Um, I, I think at that time I was wearing a ball chain necklace. Um, mm. And we yeah. we played every – I mean, we played every weekend, three times a weekend. We played any battle. The band played any club, coffee shop, birthday party, backyard mm. barbecue. We played as much as we had merch. We sold a ton of merch. I mean, we would fly the town. We would fly our high school and promote for shows. That was the only way back then. You know, the internet was so new. And, like, if you did, it was the longest, you know, rest to get to where you weren't. It was like Braille back then. (laughs) Absolutely, it was going to be that way. So, yeah, so you really, it was the promotion. I was like, here, I'm in a band. Here's my poster. Here's my record, maybe, if you have that, or my set. We're playing a show this weekend, or we're playing a party. Um, and before you knew it, like, we would, you know, on a Tuesday night, we could draw 300 kids clubs. Wow. That's like, yeah, wow. that's, that's, that's crazy. Like so much fun. Wow, that's like, awesome. People just wanted a place to go. It was such a wonderful time. There was like, so it's like, hey, you're a local band. You're pretty good. You have original. Um, yeah, I'll come. I got nothing. I'll get my parents drop me off yeah so was, yeah no was, i totally get that so that that like kept fuel on the fire so mm. after high school we did our we, that that band kind of formed another band called star side it was essentially the same guys um but a, a different style of alternative music i'll say um but we did our first diy which was like the worst <laughs> oh. I can only imagine. I hear stories from that era of people doing that those kind of uh, tours. So, I mean, we had no business. Like we hadn't like mm. that band like doing a show like three towns away. We didn't have enough fans to like go anywhere. So, so it was like the one person in the crowd eating corn dogs every day, sleeping in the van kind of story. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, so we had a uh, going party prior to leaving for the tour. At you know played and all our friends they donated a bunch of canned foods and things we could take on the road with us so we had trunks full of Jeff Boy RD like all that type of noodle stuff lived off that crap for almost two months driving on wow. behind venues sleeping in shady places that's like, crazy it, it was wild like and, yeah. and playing shows that only the bartender was at you know uh. Oh. And like maybe maybe we played twenty people. Like Probably none of them like. So uh, that's you know what I mean? yeah. But we had so much fun. We had so much fun in. Yeah, you know Yo, it's funny. It was the days of VHS still. So we so I had a VHS like crazy. So we took a filing cabinet, bolted it down in the middle of the passenger van in the driver's seat. And then I bolted it on top of that filing cabinet. With all the VHS, and we watch videos all day. Well, well it's this like is a, blowing my mind. That's crazy. Awesome. <laughs> I we, love wow. That. We we did that by Road Atlas. We 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 did that tour by Road Atlas. We had like we printed out maps from MapQuest because MapQuest. <laughs> but it wasn't wow. like, like yeah, there weren't multiple ways. There were no other options. But here's the way, or you look at. It, you kind of eyeball how long that yeah the, you know what's crazy to me is you telling me all this and like or us this and it's it's like I'm thinking about it it's insane to think 25 30 years like what shifts and how much the world changes mm-hmm. like so, like I can't even imagine like no band coming up and I can tell you from my own experience like like I don't think many people are willing to do this yeah. today and um, it's just such a totally different world than you're saying, like, kids coming out. No, I'll go check it out on a Tuesday night. I've been in cover bands, and, like, my my friends, like, their friends don't want to do that. Like, they all have other things to do and social media and whatever. This is a totally different culture, totally different world. Yeah. There's so many options. I mean, well, I mean, the option to, like, type in whatever band you want to see now in, on the web is, like, magic. If I yeah. had that. When I was a kid, like, I had to wait for it on TV. And it, it, like, 
but but now like I could see why people aren't going because like I could see, yeah I could see that band in the most high def best sounding environment right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, but but then like there were no other options like you had to go out to see bands and also in the vein of like bands going out and touring and like into the endless of God knows what you did that because there wasn't a platform for other people to come on to and say no don't do that terrible you didn't hear about this you only no, heard yeah. about uh-huh. stories from people doing that yeah Exactly, like you could see all the time, like Dave Grohl talks about doing that all the time. So you see that, and you're like, oh, he ended up in Nirvana and Foo Fighters. This is exactly what I should do. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, and like, yeah, it's like he's a, he's a one in a, a billion chance for sure. But but what makes him is that he's nonstop, and you could see it. He could have quit years ago. You know, he's yeah. got more than enough money to live off. Yeah, definitely, um, for sure. Yeah, he has that drive. Um, and it's, yeah. and. It's, Cool to when I was a kid to see him be a young man, new in the industry, and like to watch his arc as I get older. He's older, like, yeah, you know, really cool to see him doing it, like Pearl Jam. Like, yeah, I, I was just gonna say, yeah. like, you were talking about all those bands. I was like, there you they're go, still, still doing it for the love of like doing it. So, like, for real, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I had that band, and then, uh, what the hell. What the hell? I don't know what happened. You know, a couple of years went by. I, th- I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. All right. I lived there for a little bit. Kind of got my butt, definitely got my butt kicked. As a it, it's kind of where I realized I had to be a better songwriter. Mm-hmm. I knew mm-hmm. I was a unique songwriter in that fearless, willing to go there. And it, But my story story. Mm-hmm. And not that I was a country writer, but I sitting with all those pro writers like you I, you would be around at a coffee or a bar with the guy next, you know oh ten number one and you would never know and he wrote him and you're like holy moly now I gotta play my crap song next that like I don't <laughs> yeah that's like, gotta be oh, wow oh, it's intimidating it was a wonderfully humbling but I would go out every night Sign up for those, you know, sign up for those open mics, get in those writer rounds, and be intimidated. Mm. Because mm. when you're in a room with amazing writers, on top of listeners who get to listen to best writers, it's like you want to throw up because they will let you know, like, I, this, this is fine. This doesn't, <laughs> doesn't hold up. Yeah. You know, even, and it's not even about whether it's country music or not, it's the song itself. You know, mm. it, it was the core of the self so yeah that really a lot as a living yeah i know this is long but it's a long arc my yeah no no dude this is fascinating i love getting into the industry um and then uh i formed a band called uh, randomly formed a band with my friend john who's a drummer and i was i got really into and i was always but this during my life for a few years was really okay. Really getting um, and simultaneously formed this piano drum duo with the guy. and uh, started writing these funky weird songs again based on like I was a big fan of the Doors, but I didn't want to be a blues band. But I liked like what I liked about the Doors, for better or for worse, is they put you in a place. Their songs come mm-hmm. with a, come with so much. In a room, they put you. There's an atmosphere. Yeah. And most bands I like come with an, whatever you want to identify, um, and they have an inherent atmosphere. So I like that about them, and I like that they shuffled. I was a big fan of shuffling on the piano with a drummer. Is a great. Mm. Oh yeah, so, very. Mm-hmm. Piano is a way rhythmic instrument than people oh, give it credit for. You have two percussionists. You know. On t- yeah. Now, so a melodic percussionist, a thunder percussionist, and the, and the vocal on top. So we were like, man, we got some pretty good songs. We sound pretty good as a duo because we're rehearsing. Like, let's start playing out. So we started playing out locally, like quickly, like really. Started selling clubs around New Haven here locally. Um, we decided to do a, a 
a battle of the bands. I, I was still, I'm always down for bands. like there's two battles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is right. so fun. <laughs> totally. Wait, you're talking to Jonah. Jonah's won a couple of them, actually. Yeah, so, we, we won, yeah, we won our it. first Battle of the Bands a little bit ago. Uh huh. And Battle of the Bands for me is that's the athlete side of me because there's a competitive side. Of me. Like, I'm yeah. a artist. Like, thing. But I also like, like, when I go to festivals even now and I'm on the bill with whatever band I'm playing for, like, I want to play. I want to be the mm. best on this bill, even if I know we're not going to be like, I'm going to act like it right now. Yeah, no, so you basically, you carried that athletic and sports background with you, kind of your, yeah. It's never like this bit, you know, it's just like, yeah, I want to be way better than you. I want to win over more people in this than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. totally no no i i get what you're totally saying i can totally get what you're saying it's fun it's funny out of context if you take yeah. it as a clip but i understand what you're saying uh-huh. in rooms where i'm not that dancing, wow that's an amazing that that band but, oh. you know and that's yeah. a wonderful thing too to feel, feel that um so yeah i had this piano drum duo so we did a duo down in this uh venue in new york called crash i don't know if it's there anymore and I randomly signed up for, well, entered it. We got accepted to go. So I get there, and there's like 30 bands or artists on this battle of the band. Oh, wow. And somehow wow. we ended up going to go first of the night. Oh. So oh. I'm, and I think it's still sunlight out, you know, like when we start. Oh, that's and the worst. The judges are there, the other people are there, and there's a lot of people there because there's a lot of fucking bands. So that, which is nice. So like, we're, oh, whatever. They, even if we play, they're not going to remember by 30 bands. They're going to be fried, whatever. So we played first, left, went, had a good time in New York City, drinking, came back to the venue, had some more celebratory mood. They were like, there's no way we're going to win this. Stayed the night, you know, by the end of the night, we're like, oh, this is almost done. Let's, sure enough, we won. So the band, what? The band was, Whoa. We won. We won this. That's crazy. <laughs> so the prize of that was you get flown to New York to compete in So like we won the New York City round. Guys, okay. L- Nashville round. There might have been one. We won the New York. Mm-hmm. So they flew us out to LA. And we played at the Key Club there. And there's a few other good bands there. There's one like R&B group. There's this other band that I like could have sworn was it, they weren't but like could have been the oh like damn man that's really good these sound like that they were really hitting so it was a cool event to be part of we ended up placing second in that but um i think the judges in that were nuno Betancourt. what yeah he, uh, wait we have that's so funny you say that we have an inside joke on about nuno Betancourt on this show <laughs> Because we had this whole joke about Jonah has terrible Wi-Fi and we need fast Wi-Fi. Uh-huh. We need Wi-Fi that's the we speed of Nuno Ben's right, right hand level. <laughs> so that's really that's full circle, mo- full circle moment right here. I mean, yeah. was a judge. A judge. Uh, my uh, a person who eventually became my manager for this band was a judge guy by the name of Jordan, um, and then a couple other people. And uh, we placed second. Ended up making this contact, Jordan, who called me weeks later after having found my contact. Um, and, we, and I loved the performance. And we kind of kept it in a relationship for a minute. And then uh, mm-hmm. kept music. And he hooked me up with this production from out of New York um, called Dirty Kicks at the time. And this engineer called Jay Dickel, who produced the first record. So I don't even think it was called The Queen Killing. Um, wow, this yeah, it's very, very, very. Fun. Um, yeah. this tattoo I have actually rep- This is my band arm tattoo. This tattoo represents it's two like unicorns versus surrounding like the emblem of the logo. That is so That's cool. Badass. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I that band. Yeah, that was my that was my fantasy storytelling. My stories got better. My narrative got better. But they were all covered in mystery and you know these world um so yeah that band we made this record in new york city like we're gonna make this killer record 
we playing our shows because we were drawing crowds. Like we were playing New York. And Damn. Drawing. Yeah. And uh, started getting label attention. So in a time where labels would actually come out. And their <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They wouldn't just scroll on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're amazing. You know, same with publishers. You know, like they used to go out and do the, do the scene. You know, if bands could pick up with us. So did that, made this record. And uh, it got picked up by a, a label called Wind Up Records, who had created Evan Evans. Damn. I think uh, on Finger 11, uh, Drowning Pool. Wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's And this is the time. We signed, we ended up signing a deal with them. All right. Uh, and it was, it was, I loved it. I loved a lot of the people that worked at the label. Um, it was, you know, one of those typical label experiences. We didn't see that eye. Yeah, I, 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 I figured something yeah. like that was coming. Totally. Partly on, you know, I was pretty steadfast in some of my beliefs, people that I wanted to stay tied to. Um, and they had a business. So, you know, things started to clash. Older me now, as a younger artist, might I have bent a little more to some of what I had to keep going? Maybe. But I don't know. I was pretty, I felt so good of what we had then. Like, I wasn't willing to. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like so even even in the sense like that, like the record we made before signing with them, like they they bought that record. Like we wouldn't this is the record we made this record mm-hmm. as is. We love this record. This is the record mm-hmm. you wanted. We don't want. And I think that yeah. kind of started the riff. Well, that's kind of crazy to me. Mm-hmm. It's like I I know exactly what you're saying. It's so crazy to me. Like you signed us because of this thing, <laughs> and then yeah. you're like, but you. Maybe we don't, don't want do that. It's like why? <laughs> it clearly worked. It got your attention, you know. Totally. But you know, from, I get it from a business standpoint. You know, I I, I, I know what you mean though. It's like in their mind, they're like, "How can we elevate this and scale totally. it?" Yeah, totally. But I was also afraid of like, not that I disliked any of the bands that they had. On their I I just thought we sounded so different from those other bands that I didn't mm. want. To- pigeonholed with them you know yeah um, yeah mm-hmm. but i was young and you know there's certain things i look back now and say maybe i should a little more open yeah no I, but, I i totally get that but it was a wonderful that whole experience was amazing it was my i was living in your my now wife um we were living on the upper west side it was a record there and i was having my like john lennon moment walk park every morning and you know just feeling the buzz of being a young you know a young guy in a band who like who like it's no longer just my friends coming out yeah Mm -hmm. it was really exciting that was yeah like i still tingle thinking about that it was probably my one of my most even though you know it that band didn't fail. My label experience with that band failed, but that band in my mind you know, had a short arc, and we, you know, we had some terrible tragedy um, with some of the members. Oh wow! Yeah, it, it definitely stunted the band on an emotional level, on a creative level. Yeah, like, I mean, so I, I should say that the band did grow. Like we, we grew from a four. I ended up bringing in an organist, a bass. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was an amazing experience. Tours, uh, had a wonderful um, appearance. It's a few appearances at South by Southwest. Like that was a great experience for us. A lot of- mm. Yeah. So, um, at- oh, I'm not the arc. <laughs> I was gonna say we're not yeah. totally well, there yet. I think I might have got the I might have got the timeline wrong. I think these bands flip flop. But um, while playing in, we opened up a show for Jack Sanikin here in Canada. And uh, Jack Sanikin uh, was the band Rick Manfield. So we played a show, and there's a band called The Hushdown on the 
they happen to so uh one of the lead songwriters forever indebted kind of threw me world kind of one of the reasons i made weed unknowing like it has nothing to do with it but it has everything oh okay uh, <laughs> yeah in in the sense that like so he caught the set immediately after the set like i love your band man I really like you guys we need to keep in touch i want to write songs with you blah 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 like Damn. not just he actually came through like literally like the next day um oh wow so eventually yeah like not long maybe a couple weeks later he was back through and he took me down to new york city to meet his management who has fallout boy so all yeah. those <laughs> um and they were they were on that so he brought me down there to meet he's like hey this is holy this is guy i want to start a right wow this world um and and that project was you know doomed like that it wasn't going to work but it was high hopes but in in the midst of dreaming about this they introduced me to this girl poland at the time with charlotte and she was this up-and-coming girl kind of in the same similarity as literally the rise of the Perry's on Capitol. Charlotte sometimes ended up, yeah. Katy Perry put a song out called My um, Girl. <laughs> At the same time, I'm ready to warp tour again. Like, Damn. Yeah, it was like the two girls. One, Katy Perry is like the, the darker of the two, and then Charlotte sometimes was still dark. Her lyrics are dark, but just a little more of the goody type. Yeah, um, I got you. Killer band. We had a killer band. So I met her early. We put the band together. Killer band. This guy, Patrick Peterson, who now is drums for this DJ called Griffin. He was just out drumming for who sings that song? Kid Leroy. Oh, Kid Leroy. Wow. Badass drummer. He's a badass drummer. Spent many years on the road with that guy. Dope. Sometimes. Um so anyway, yeah, that band was on Geff, and that was an amazing experience because, like, that was my first, like, this is pro. Like, mm. got your league, I don't know who, if you know who he is, mixed the record. Like, we got to hang out in his studio and check out his gear and just, just be involved. Like, Jimmy Iovine, I, I was at parties with What? Oh, man, yeah. Like, like <laughs> this was gonna. This was a baby that was being put through, you know, the, the top. Yeah. Well, around when, what, like, what timeline around, like, it as far as like between each other. That was two thousand. That arc was probably two thousand five to two thousand nine. Yeah, and and that was coinciding with the Queen, the Queen Killing Kings was still a baby band. Actually, yeah, a baby band in the beginning of that arc, and then towards the end of Charlton, the Queen Killing Kings started. Yeah. <laughs> That's really so, funny. 2005. The year I was born. <laughs> really? Oh That's my God. crazy. I was, I was traveling cross country. That's like, nuts. That's yeah. nuts. Oh, that's nuts. That uh, is. Yeah. But yeah, that that was really cool inside look at like the in the top like the palette like how many people are involved in one. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. like I would wait. And see myself on VH1. She already shot a no. We were at, and the band was in it. So it was like, I, I think I was living with my grandmother at the time. I was like, Grandma, check this out! Like, I'm- <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, totally me though. I would do the same mm-hmm. thing. Same here. Uh, it's everything you manifested when you were like doing it in, you know, in your room or in your with your friends in the garage or in the band. Yeah. So any little thing that. Is- Seems any part of that world is amazing, no matter how big or small it is. So yeah. Like I'm grateful for, it. for like, yeah, every little part of it. But that was wild. So from then, <laughs> we did we we the Kings were a baby. And, uh, they long they did their first headline for called the Long Hair. <clears throat> we called. And I became really with that whole mm. Yeah. Um, and at that time, they were four-piece hunters, the, the other guitar players. 
brother That's when I met Weedy. Alright. So that this all ties back to, to Bob again, who had I not met Bob, he didn't he didn't introduce Brush, I wouldn't have met Charles sometimes. I wouldn't have met Weedy. Wow. And that that's mm. you know what I mean? Like Yeah. I got so, you. And me joining Weedy Kings was literally a phone call. They called me and said, What a and you are the first person. Really? Oh, we wanted to that was, yeah. it was a phone call. A... Oh, there was no audience. Like, hey, do you want to join our band? We're leaving for a tour in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, that's trippy. That, that's, like a, that's like a movie. Oh, yeah, it was wild. I was literally driving. I think I, I had just accepted a job to be a, a head director. Like, they're going to open a new school of rock in the town I was living at the time. Um, wow. Director of that. But that school hadn't opened yet. And like days later, I literally got that call from uh, Weedy. That's like two different paths, like apples and oranges, man. That's crazy. <laughs> well, it was weird because I got, I'm driving in the car with my wife and I got a text message that said from Scott Law, from this guy Scott, who was their tour manager at the time, said, Welcome to the family. And I was like, What is that? So random. <laughs> Before they called you. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And literally like 30 seconds later, Travis called me. He's like, hey, you know, we we all talked about it. We want to answer. You were the first person. This was not after they just. Mm. So, yeah, I was going to do it four or two, you know, on my own. Like, oh, I'm going to do what it's like. Yeah. What what year is it now? Here I am, uh, twelve years later. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like most bands don't last. You know. Yeah. No, totally. So, so to be like a new member, and twelve years in, it's wild. Yeah. You know? So that's <laughs> that is so cool. Like, yeah. it's got to like, like yeah. looking back at that. It's got to be crazy. It's like you do these kind of shows now, and um, I saw We the Kings was doing a. Or um, uh, when we were young, uh, yeah, but it's got to be nuts doing that, doing that sort of stuff, and then being like, "Oh my god!" Like there was the time when you know, if you had pulled this over, it would look like we were illegally selling Chef Boyardee products. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, like all, all the like all sold out shows, tour buses, like all anything that is better than what was is like you really appreciate it because you knew like. Yeah. What a show! You know what a show is like when nobody plays, nobody comes. You know you yeah. like yes, you walk yes. out to a sold out place, really, and never take it for granted. The minute those, the, my best, my favorite part outside playing is the minute those lights go out, where you walk out, proud. Even as a fan, the crowd goes. That is like I carry that. It's so it's so uh, great. Yeah, so I, I, I totally agree with you. Because uh, think Jonah, about- like. Oh, yeah, no, what are you going to say? No, because I just think how many years, you, you you know, no lights went out and you walked up on stage with crickets, you know, <laughs> or, or, or giggling under their breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, I appreciate yep. it. People can laugh all they want, right? I mean, look at where you are now. <laughs> yeah, it's so. been a wild ride. It's it's definitely been work. It's a lot of work, I will say. What people, yeah. I will, what people don't realize is the amount of work that goes. Oh my God! Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the toll that actually it the toll takes on you emotionally, mentally, family, and all that. So it's, well, yeah, it's, well, it's a lot of work to to get a little. I will. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, speaking on that, like. How would you say, like, and obviously we talked about the difference of, like, how it is, like, just, like, the entire culture of, like, a tour <laughs> as opposed to then versus now. But, like, you just said, like, having a family, uh, being older, uh, being in this, uh, more experience, being in this um, landscape and the social media age and just everything about it, like, how would you say, like, what are some of, like, the main differences or, like, things you were, like, yeah, like, that's... Besides, like, the obvious things. I think... Of, like, I'm what, big and I wasn't. 
Yeah, totally. I think what I think what fans expect of bands now, uh, like from a personal level, is different because of the connectivity they have to you. You know, they get mm. like, you know, they follow you online. So if you're actively posting online, they they feel very much part of your life, which is awesome, and that's part of the thing. Um, but back when I was young, you know, when I started, that didn't really exist. You know, you, you put these bands on a magical pedestal in the sense like the show's over, they they disappear into the vapors back in their spaceship, and you go on and live in that wonder. You know, yeah. of, you, you know what's funny you know? is you say that, is, is, is speaking of Nuno again, I just saw an, I saw an interview with him, and he said something very similar to that, along to that effect, is like, when I first listened to Van Halen 1, and it was like, all I got was that front cover, that back cover, and the record. And everything else was left to my imagination. And and it was funny, because I was like, obviously, you know, like, my band, The Mythology, but it was funny. He kept saying over and over again, like, the, it was like, he's like, he kept saying, there was a mythology to it. It was very mystic. And like, it, and I, that's, I feel like that's exactly like what you're saying. It's like, there's nothing left to... The imagination when you show up it's like i'm going to see this person rather than i'm going to experience this like i no one else is going to know what this is like because there's no taking photos and posting them on instagram the next day that's the other amazing thing so and but it's also like for some people it works though. like not having that veil there works like a good example is like a band like blink 182 you mm. know like you know it, it works for, for their character and um but e but even so it's i like my bands and my heroes, not their dreams or where they are in life, just like their, mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah. and, and to say I've not, I've, I couldn't say met, but via the internet, I've been able to like listen to some of my heroes talk. And I've learned that I don't like a lot of them as, <laughs> as, as, as people. No. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Yeah. I think Jonah and I have had a discussion or two about that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most I do, but I find it comes like, wow, like, like I'd rather not know you like this. And, yeah. and you know, so. Or it's like I, mean, I have so much more respect for this person because I like them now. And, like, I love their music so much more because I like them. Totally. The I opposite is true, too. I'm also saying all this because I, I, I like my personal privacy. Yeah. I love being, you know, a face is part of the band and all that, but like outside of, I'm not too involved in like posts all the time. So, yeah. Uh, and it, it's just like, like you know, I, I find that it, 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 for me personally, stunts my moment. If I stop, if I stop my momentum to do the secret, for me. It, yeah, I totally yeah. get that. Some people are better at it. I, yeah. But, but it is interesting, like, and it's funny you say that, and, like, at the same breath, it's really cool, like, that, like, and there are, like, there's a, um, Jonah and I have talked about this more than, like, anything else on the show. Mm -hmm. There are pos there are upsides and downsides to this entire culture that we live in today, and as opposed to, but it, uh, one of the things that's really great, and Jonah and I agree, I'm sure you agree with this, too, is, like, the fact that we have a platform like this. Where we right. just get to, we get to discuss things on like our terms, what it is we want to put out there, and we get to right right now we're discussing like your journey, uh, how you got to this point, uh, the importance of like music in your life, and like all of those things are really positive things. And then there's the downside to that. And like you had said when you were in a Nashville, like people just tell you like, you know. You're like, oh, that's not you. You know, you would know if something's not good or whatever. Nowadays, with yeah. the internet, and we talk with the, with the trolls, the trolls that we have to deal with every single day when we post. Oh my it's it's like it's wild. It's like everyone has completely lost their filter and not in a good way. And it, yeah. there, that's that downside to me. Like, yeah, totally. Because what I love about now is that we didn't have them as the connectivity. Like, you don't need the label. Like, you don't need my arc to get. You know. Yeah. To be Mm -hmm. It's totally you can control everything now because you have it at your face. Amazing. Yeah, that's also the problem because everybody. There's no more gatekeepers. There's no more threshold saying no, 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 no. This is not this good. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of traffic. I love the artistic freedom, but there there definitely is a lot of traffic. Um. Yeah. So yeah. 
No, but it's exactly what you're saying right there about like, and I think we, Joan and I had this exact conversation maybe an episode or two ago, um, <laughs> just about like that whole process of like, there's no one like standing there going, okay, like this is good. This is not good. And like the things that get let through and it's, it's all a popularity contest and that drives me crazy. And what you were saying, and you just said people don't need your arc, but at the same point, I feel like there was a beauty to your arc and oh, the kind yeah. of story, because like you just said before, you can look back at that and appreciate how you got to where you are now. And it, it's a journey that you are able to reflect back on. And nowadays it's like people go from like not being known at uh -huh. all to going, blowing up on viral. And then they're just out there and they're thrown to the wolves and, you know, that's the thing. Like most bands were like, I was young. By the time you got signed or known, you were already good. Yeah. You played so much. And that's why you got signed. Cause like, okay, they're already doing it. Whether you're a celebrity or not, you know, they didn't. Now it's very much based on celebrity and like, yeah, it really is. And I'm, I'm not a celebrity in that sense. Like, yeah. I'm a great, but I, I, I can't turn it on. It's no. Yeah. I, t yeah, I totally it's a hard agree. Hard thing to do. <laughs> and, and I, I it, it's a hard thing to do. It, it's really I, hard. Yeah, yeah. And it's like people made like, and you see this stuff all the time. It's like these great, great bands, a lot of them, you can go back to their first set record, second record, third, and you can see there's like a progression of them getting better and they're developing. And th this is the thing that has bothered me about the industry more than anything nowadays. It's like, and Jonah, we said this before too, but it's like, like, it's almost like A&R, like, what are you doing? Like, is, your job now is just to like, Oh, look, this person is blowing up on TikTok. People like this person. I think we should sign this person. But there's way more to that in the music. And it, there's so many great, talented people who are not as far as they should be because they're not, they don't do that turn it on celebrity thing like you're talking about. And it's it, just wild to me that that's how the industry works nowadays. And that's well, what they look for. Well, I mean, I guess at the end, it's a business. And I, I, I can see from an industry side when you're trying to make dollars. Like if you have a person that can turn on that celebrity, then yeah, we want this person over this person, even if that person's like amazing artist, yeah. but like they just don't see the star power. The problem is like they don't put time to develop the star power. Yeah. Like, like I, I, like you can have it in you, but like it needs to be brought out. Like there's so many stars you can think of like that are amazing now, but when they first start out, they don't want half the thing they no. are now. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and they've been surrounded by so many all these years pulling it out. So that that that's the same token. There is no A and R now. It's like, can we, are you a celebrity? Can we sell you? Do you have songs we can work? If not, we got an, um, a Rolodex full of A list producers. You know, that can yeah. drop you a track right now. Um, and nothing yeah. against any of it, but like from a guy who loves bands, I also hate it. I I I want to stare it in the face. And, you know, so it's like, I, I, you know, being in a band is hard. Getting people to work together and mm. agree on songs, shows, being at the same place at the same time, like, or <laughs> yeah. it's hard. And then living with it's hard. I get why labels are reluctant to sign because it's hard to keep together. Yeah. So, totally. But I still love, to me, there's nothing when you, whether it's a solo artist, even if, even if it's a solo artist, I still like to see when they There's nothing like seeing a group of humans making me. Yeah. Totally. So I'm, I'm kind of over the, I'm a celebrity. Here's my track. Here's my microphone. Here's also the track of my lead vocal in the house that I'm going to sing over. Um, what are we doing? <laughs> That's <laughs> what nuts to me. Yeah. Like, what was it that Wolfgang Van Halen said something like that? It's like, it's insane to me that you have these acts nowadays. It's like the basic band that you see on stage, the drum, like if, a, if there's a drummer, a bass player, a guitar player, and a singer, this is your core band. And they're all playing the tracks. They're all lip syncing or playing. The, that's wild <laughs> to me. It's like, why? No, it's so, like, you don't want to put the time in. Yeah. The, the illusion. And like, it's, I've, and I hate to knock it. It's, it's, it's a different world than I live in, but yeah. as a guy, not as an artist who just loves watching people, let 
messed up yeah really, really is like that's everything about a music uh, like the, the magic the of music of is the the idiosyncrasies of it like it, it's uh, it the uncertainty of it like, yeah you know i also loved it like a like i saw justin bieber once probably one of the best concerts ever. it was mind blowing. Like, really the orchestration of the show the arranged band was unbelievable awesome i mean i like to hear that but even even show so even no matter how perfect that show is there's still anything can happen anything yeah. can happen mm-hmm. you know that ASAP can go out. That that drummer could pass out right now for God from God knows. Like, yeah. I, I, like that's what I love about the life. When it's pulled off, when it's executed very well, it's like, um, yeah, oh, man, you leave so satisfied. Definitely, life. yeah. And I, I think <laughs> it's hard for us as musicians, like, to see the well. There's two sides of it: the consumer side and the business side. And they kind of go hand in hand with each other, mm-hmm. but it's hard for us because we're so in it and we just yeah. have a totally different world viewpoint. But I asked, it was really crazy. So and we talk about this a lot and what's trending right now and what's going on and what kind of music people are listening to and kids our age. Like This is a lot of what we cover on the show. Um, and I asked a really good friend of mine. He doesn't really listen to this kind of stuff, but he goes to, he's still in high school. He, like, he listens to like his friends all listen to this kind of music. And I'm like, why is everybody so into like, like the trap mumble rap that like, I don't understand it at all, mm-hmm. but it's like super trendy. It's all this, like this noise, the sounds on TikTok, And I'm like, I don't get that. Why do they, he goes, don't you get it? He goes, these, what happens at these parties, he goes, is teenagers. He goes, they go to parties. He goes, and they drink and they dance mindlessly to this music. And it's and like you just said, people on a Tuesday night would go see your band live. <laughs> That's what they're doing. They're this is they're it's it's almost like background noise as opposed to an experience. And that's that's wild to me. But again, I'm a musician. Jonah's musician. You're a musician. So we don't really understand that world. But and the business side goes. This is a mass majority of the our market. Let's keep pushing so this, and they keep making money. And I get it. I get it. They want to keep making money, but it's just wild to me that like people used to sign acts that they believed in. Now they need to sign acts that they know are sure to make the money because back then they could just push anything that they believed in on the radio and it would become pop radio because they would go, this is what everybody should be listening to. And you could, that was music. But nowadays it's, 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 you can't control the audience anymore, Mm -hmm. which is nice. Ultimately now that people do get to decide, well, yeah. like the people can't be an artist. You can it like they pluck them from obscurity. Somehow, somebody's SoundCloud page like just blows up. I love hearing those stories when the people yeah. decide you shall be. You know, yeah, yeah like Billie Eilish, like mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, right. Rather than being jammed down your throat, that was different. Like so when I was growing up, like bands like were jammed down your throat, even if they were terrible. Like, oh man, <laughs> you couldn't escape. Like labels would spend that radio money to play the crap out of that jo- Jonah's laughing because he thinks it we're, it's about a specific band that we've both joked about on the show before oh, yeah. it's about many bands from that yeah. <laughs> yes. so many bands like and I don't want to knock them like because no like yeah I but so many bands are like this is this is popular like they really they really lucked out that they were in a time where they were selling records for not only records selling millions of records for their redemption like yeah, like they really, so hopefully they yeah. have good deals in that. Uh, but that's the other thing. Like nobody's buying records, so there's no guarantee no. I'm going to make yeah. money. Yeah, so you have to be. Yep. Yeah, I have to no, be able to totally. brand you to something. I get that. Yeah, like I totally get. If I was, if I owned a label, I would be after. Unless yeah. you were an amazing band, like the most marketable visually people like you like you, you kind of need to have so much so much no yeah and i i totally agree with you on that in the sense of there does need to be marketability and there does need to be some sort of like we can we can put money behind this and like people will like this like for example like you 
people are playing live with your band and people showed up, people really responded to it and labels started paying attention to you. That I, that totally makes sense to me because then that's okay. People like actually like this thing that, but we also like this. I hear too many stories nowadays is like labels are signing things they don't like because they know they're going to make money. And that's crazy. That is crazy <laughs> to me. Yeah, people, yeah, they, yeah. people they don't want to work with, that they can't stand the music, but they're like, this is, you know how this much money we'll money. make, how many <laughs> award shows, how many tours, how much merch we'll sell from this person? It, like, I wouldn't mind it if that, if that money was being pumped back into, like, developing more bands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Exactly. But they're not. They're just recycling it back on this person so mm. they could make even more money. Too much money in bands. Like, there's, like, that's a terrible, a band is a terrible business. It's the, it like, really is. It really, it really is. But it's like the best in the world. If it, you know, like at whatever level it works out for you, like because it fills that need that you. Like, yeah. So. Totally. But yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard. But nor would I want to be a, a solo artist. Like it, there's a lot of pressure in. It. Yeah. Like a lot of pressure. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why Jonah and I both developed band projects that are, like, I guess, I don't want to say they're solo acts disguised as bands, but, like, really, like, the kind of setup where, like, if we ended up getting label attention, we would really be the person signed to the label, mm -hmm. but it's branded as a We're band. Doing all the work. And I think that's a huge part because in the society that we live in, and this was a huge discussion, like, with my parents when it was like, I want to be in a rock band, and I love, it's like, how are we doing this? Like, it's just yeah. a totally different world than like, like when you were growing up and it's like after school, it's like I hang out with this bro and we're going to get together and we're going to jam and, you know, we're going to suck at first, but then we're going to, you know, play a little bit more and well, we don't suck that much and maybe we'll have our friends come and watch us and, oh, they say, oh, you work on this and it's like, oh, and we, it becomes a group collective effort where eventually we're pretty good and like the whole neighborhood likes us. And then the whole town likes us. and But that kind of stuff just does not not happen anymore. At least not like in where I am at all. But what will happen, regardless of like the, the fans are having to play the shows, like a label, if a label or anybody comes along and there's a group of you, it's all going to come down, okay, well, who writes this? You know, you're all yeah. going to come to that real Like if you all don't and you all don't have this are we sharing this record deal? Are we all signing this deal? It's like, who's that's where like the tendency gets. Yeah, really. It really does. Like it, for the long, in a, in a non pre-established thing, you know, mm. most fans are like a, a vision of a, a person or two people, you know, yeah. like what, you know, and, and then becomes a band. It, I've never really been a, in a band where everybody's writing. Maybe like, maybe Rush. Like those trios can get away with it, but like trios. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say that's really the only time. Yeah, um, maybe Fleetwood Mac is another. Now there's probably a list. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just open up. But, Definitely. Either exception, and with, with the exception, they are on the Rock, rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they choose to do that. So labels usually want to sign that person have all the oil yeah so that there's more value in them because you know these shows smoke cause any problems within the contractual things you know we can't cancel them out yeah exactly so strategy going on but from a from a longevity point there's also nothing to be said it's like yeah i want us to do this together for as long as we can creates a loyalty thing yes Oh. Definitely, it's it's two sides to you know to every to really to everything. It's oh. kind of it's 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 kind of crazy. Um, oh. On that topic, um, and talking about the new world and everything, like what is your uh, like perspective on? I don't know how much like you've seen or like um, you know, kind of like I guess like what it is like like we're about or like what we're trying to, you know, what we're doing, like with the whole term rev rock and like new bands coming up. Like I'm sure you've heard of the scene mammoth, uh, WBH Wolfgang, Van the Halen, morning. kind of like what we're doing, like 
the warning. Yeah, like like your perspective on uh, the newer bands coming up the pike and kind of like I guess just like also how you see that going and like how you see that succeeding and just you know I'm just I'm just curious to get your like standpoint on this. A, I, I love that bands are still. It's funny to me that rock, like rock music is such considered such a dead thing. Yet, like there's some of the largest shows going right oh, now. Oh yeah, people see rock music. It's one of the mm-hmm. most exciting things. So it's funny, you know, chart wise, it's a non-existing thing in the face of most people. Um, oh yeah, I do love that new bands are coming out. The the only thing that scares me is like, do get that popular appeal. They all get pigeonholed into the, the the playlisting, the radio, and they all start to sound the same and write the same type of. Thing. And they're yeah. not daring. Rock music is definitely one place you can be daring, you can be daring and still be. Yes, yeah, definitely. You know, and a lot of bands are aren't pushing those boundaries as the early rock bands would. Yeah, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like. Plus, some of the new productions are kind of killing it for me in the sense of like, like it's almost too much. Like these yeah. drums are only art. Like drums are so sample. There are these. I can't tell what these are. It's like, oh, I know you're. I know exactly what you're saying. There's a there's a sub, like not. I don't think any of the bands that we're involving in the movement that we're trying to encompass here, but I, I know exactly what you're saying. And there's, there's these different types. There's the group of people uh, that you're talking about, which is like, it's like super compressed and like sampled, almost programmed sounding drums. Um, and it's just all those records sound the same. There's the super screamo, like super bright. And then super just like dark, like, you know exactly what I'm talking about that modern th- version of like, that that sounds the same i hate that we program people to listen to that yeah it sounds awesome all smashing your face but like that's not a drum set crazy <laughs> no, yeah. like you can make drums yeah, that's not how drums sound and if i went no. to a show like that i'd be like can you please turn those everything's down like like just smash but i get it people like it smashing in your face Everything's super compressed, super quantized, which again in rock music you don't understand. Oh my god, the oh, the, the quantization I, and the, the all the tuning—it's crazy to me. It's like, what is going on? I could see it done based or for you know for artistic flair and certain things. Yeah, but like the whole track is just like it makes me feel nothing. I, no, there's no, yeah. push, there's no too perfect. It's too yeah, it's no human aspect to it. Is that is that what you would say? Why? And th- th- I think this is a great like where I think we we all are trying to get out here. I, was is that why you would say rock has gotten to the point it is where it is because of the type of environment and that TikTok culture I was talking about today and the kind of music that is trendy and stuff. Why it's not so important is because rock is trying to chase the trend thing. When it's always been about not being, being the outside thing, and that's why it's not so relevant, is because it's trying to sound like the other stuff when that's defeating the purpose of it. Totally, it's like, and and yeah, and you you also have this new crossbreed of pop producers making rock records. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know, bringing their influence sound of it, which is a good thing too. There's a lot of records I love that have been made. Yeah, no, and, and like I was just saying, innovation is an awesome thing, but when you're trend chasing, it's a totally different thing. Well, especially especially like once we all get to the same here, or like all those songs, and they a all start sounding the same, song, but then sonically you can't differentiate. All the drums sound the same, all the guitars are the same temper profile, like like. It gets yeah. very derivative. You could just put it on in a playlist, and it'll, you wouldn't even be able to tell when the song shifted. Holy, holy and that's cr- that's crazy to me. And I feel like that's like almost what started to happen towards the end of the eighties, 
<laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when we started getting to Jonah, I joke about all this the all the time. Like when cher- when she's my cherry pie came out, that was the tip. That was the t- that was the tipping point. Let's find like- <laughs> where it was like, okay, something needs to change here. And then grunge happened, and it was like mind blowing to everybody because all these bands, and this is what we want to do with Rev Rock, is they didn't sound the same. Like it, and that's why grunge artists hated being called grunge, because like you're labeling us when we don't sound like each other. Like oh. I don't, what is grunge? Like none of us sound like each other, but they all had a similar energy, vibe, aesthetic, which I think is important. But when you start going into, we all sound exactly the same, and you can't tell us apart. That's where it starts to get dangerous. And I think what, and you could tell me what you think about this, but I think. What is going to the only way rock is going to succeed is if a lot of us like band together and just do what we want instead of trying to chase what we think everybody else wants. Because I think that's more attractive is just walking, leading, and not looking behind, seeing who's following us. Totally. Like, that's why I listen to rock music. And I think most loyal people listen to rock music for that very reason. Like, yeah, most people listen to music to go places but in particularly rock music for me like that's the area like you don't need to keep it any constraints i don't need radio edits i don't need like like yeah and i want artists i want to be surprised i i want to be yeah maybe no money left in surprise maybe Mm -hmm. only the it's hard to start Mm -hmm. a, a company on surprise you know, yeah. Yeah. records are going to get better with time and more crazy. Like, like so, so many, so many things. But yeah, I miss the the innovators. There are, there are, they're all. They're, no, they're out there. It. I think a lot of them struggle just with not getting pushed. That celebrity face social media thing that we were just yeah. talking about, and that's the problem. Is that because most, most of the great ones would rather spend their time innovating than like being on the thing doing the thing. Mm. You know, yeah. like they're, 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 that's where they feel like the celebrity people. Definitely. Um, I, I mean, that's, that's exactly, um, what we're all about and exactly where I see everything going because in the social media world, everybody's fighting and clawing for themselves and trying to be seen and get that attention. Oh, I have to play this game and I have to be trendy, whatever. And I think like the scene thing kind of went away because of that is people aren't banding uh-huh. together everybody's fighting for themselves you know especially like when i first heard the scene the scene wasn't to me a fan thing i i learned that the scene is like on the band like the the early days of like the emo these are a family of bands that are helping each other and one would get bigger and bring the little ones out and then one of those yeah. bands would get yeah and bring that band out on tour. all like continual helping each other, getting there Mm. Um, and then one of those bands would be the big band out of there. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I, I, I talk about that, like the early days of vagrant records who had dashboard saves the day, the get up kids, uh, a few of those other early emo, uh, uh, Line trio. Mm. Uh, and you know, they would all just play with each other and like, you know, get more popular from playing with each other. It'd be the thing they would do this vagrant across America tour where all of their bands would be on the tour, you know, yeah. like those cool festival mm-hmm. tours, like here's all the, here's all the artists, you know, we have all our featured artists, like that thing you do style. Like, yeah. You know, so it was cool to see. I, it's a cutthroat game now, but it still exists. Even with the Kings, like bands like to bring out their friends. Yeah. And if your friend in another popular band, that, so it's like, and you know, you hang out with each other. Like, that's really how it works, unless you're like a new up and coming band and it's a proposition for everybody to have on floor. But yeah, it's still a small circle. When- yeah. And yeah. then even more, once you pick and choose, let's, let's, bring, let's pick them out of here. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it's so like, it's so fascinating to me. Like, just like the trajectory, it's almost like the only way, like, and like the only way you can really succeed at it is 
not by being a dinosaur, not trying to do the old thing over and over again, but also not trying to chase the new thing. You kind of have to combine them. And like, if you can bring that, then, and that's exactly what we're trying to do. So it's so cool that I, I and I think it's going to be so cool, like just seeing that. And um, I really appreciate you like being here today and supporting us. And I know you're all about what we're trying to do. So it's super cool that, you know, you showed up, told us your story, gave us your perspective. And actually, I don't know about you, Jonah, but I'll let you say because I, I never shut up. <laughs> but um, the, he laughs. He knows it's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just it, it, it kind of like shifted my kind of perspective as to like where everything is now. Just hearing you speak and like your story and where you are now and where you see everything from your position your standing point in the industry yeah so joan i mean what is your before we close here oh hearing all of your stories coley and what your perspective is i'm super inspired and when you when you were talking about the scene thing that's like everything nick and i like would was we're talking about like when we were trying to figure out like what we want to do with rev rock that's like the exact thing that we're trying to bring out of this so it it, it was it was really good to hear all of that, and thank you so much again for coming on our show. Yeah, for real. Yeah, thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah, though time though times have changed, and the past had bad things. You know, like no none is better. You know, I'm not no, I'm yeah. not in the past because there's a lot of things about the past that I'm glad of. Um, but two things never change: the song. Always got to have the song. You know, like to really mm -hmm. stick around. You want to stick around. You got to have the. You can be a flash in the. If you want to stick around, you gotta have to be a good person. Yeah, totally. Yes. So, no matter how time for music and your art, do it well and be. A good I, I I don't think that we could say it any better than that. Um, yeah. This has been so great. Um, before we wrap up here, just anything you want to. Uh, Promote what you're up to now, what you're doing. Uh, let our yeah. viewers know. So yeah, We the Kings is getting ready to hit the road again in January with Story of the Year. We're gonna go out and support Story of the Year on their East Coast leg of their Page Avenue anniversary tour. Um, but I got a I got a little rock band called Where the Wild Live. I've had for a while with some of my best friends. I keep it on the down low because uh, I'm not a big internet guy. But uh, we're gonna be dropping more stuff and I'm gonna be more active on there. Engaged. But yeah, it's my rock project. Nice. Oh, that's exciting. Um, yeah. 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 Awesome. So, again, on the wheels about that. Great. I love that so much. I can't wait. That's super exciting. Um, you're the best, man. Really. This, this, when we were talking, Joan and I, about having you as a guest, we were like, there's no better person to have as, as a, a guest on this show because we know you, we love you, you're super talented, and you're such, like you just said, you have the songs, and you're a really, really awesome guy. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's been really, really fun, uh, and it'll be really cool looking back, you know, in the future, back at this and this moment and where we were at, and uh, having this guidance has, you know, is really, it's more valuable than anything else. So uh, thank you so much. Loved having you on the show. Um, thank you. Yeah, awesome. Uh, well, until next time, uh, we'll see you guys next week, me and Jonah. Uh, I am Nick Valley from The Mythology. I'm Jonah Doc and I from Jinx. And, and this is Rev, Rev Rock Revolution. Revolution. Awesome. Great, great yeah. episode. This one was so much fun. Uh, okay. This was fun. See ya. Peace. Bye. See ya. All right, gentlemen, thank you very much.